Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Roto-Play Podcast. My name's Kent, and I am your Game Master, and this week we are back from behind the screen to just talk about things that I find interesting this week or lately or whatever. But there is a big change this week. I brought myself on a co-host. You know him as uh, Tinder from our Lasers and Feelings game. It's Tim. What's up, Tim? Hey, Kent. So how are things going with you? Uh, things are going great. I, I loved listening to the uh, to the episodes. It was, it was very funny and fun and... Uh, I thought it came out really well. The group was great, and I'm excited to be back talking. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back on. I had so much fun running that game with you and everybody else. I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to get Tim back on here to help me out on this from behind the screen this week. So, <laughs> did you, you meant Tim and not Tinder, right? You don't want Tinder back. Well, you know, I take one and the other, and then <laughs> as a byproduct, also that mean Captain Darcy. Uh, <laughs> protocol so <laughs> protocol whichever, 44 right? yep whichever one comes through i'll be happy with so <laughs> but we'll get more talking to tim in just a minute because we have a couple show show business to take care of up front as always you can go rate us and review us on itunes uh, that helps us get up in the charts be visible reach a wider audience um you can rate us over on on facebook which we actually have a few new ones this week and that's linked to our contest which we're going to get to in just a little bit tim's going to help me out on that but let me give a shout out to those people who rated and reviewed us on facebook this week all right first up we have a review a five-star review from Kristen divine tim i believe you know this this lady oh yeah yeah and she's completely unbiased yeah good (laughs) it says i've listened to four episodes so far and love it kent is a great gm who has a genuine passion for gaming look forward to more episodes which yeah thank you i do i love i love doing this show i love running games it's it's so awesome to do gming is just one of the best things i've come across lately in my life so i wish i'd come across it earlier in life actually then we have another one from Dave West, a five-star review over here on Facebook. It says, listen to Lasers and Feelings two-part episode. Terrific. Hilarious. We'll continue to listen. You know, I think maybe, Tim, you have something to do with these people coming and, and, and rating. Just the, the performances you guys put out on my Lasers and Feelings episodes. So. And then we also received a five-star review from Justin Orleans. Thank you, Justin. I really appreciate the rating on that. So we're going to get right into our giveaway, which was the dice tray that I shared on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that my friend Matt, you know him as Bendy from the Inspectors game we ran a few weeks back. Uh, he made me a really some really awesome row to play dice trays, and we're going to give one away now. We had eight entries, so I figure I'm going to have Tim... Roll on a D8 to randomly give this away. I have the numbers assigned out on, on my end. So, Tim, why don't you give that D8 a roll, and let's give this thing away. There it goes, and uh, we got five. All right, five. That is that is Kristen Devine. We just read the Facebook uh, rating and review on that. So, uh, well, Tim, since you're on here and that's your wife, I will just, once we stop recording, you just give me an address, and I'll get it sent your way. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. 
that wasn't staged. I, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, not, not at all. He didn't know what order what order I had the names in, so not staged at all. Even though now if we're talking about it so much, it sounds like it was, but it wasn't. Yeah, I run true. I run an honest show here at Road to Play Podcast. Uh, that's awesome. She'll be very excited. Good. All right. And with all of that stuff out of the way, all the show business, I really, you know, I want to talk to Tim because Tim, as you know, listening to the Lasers and Feelings episodes, does a little bit of design work and has his own uh, company, I guess. Yeah. You, you would say you have your own company, right, for design and things like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My wife and I, uh, we, I guess you call it a company. We, it's, <laughs> we, we, uh, it's a hobby that sort of blew up bigger in our, you know, than, than we thought, not, not that we are selling anything at the moment, like, you know, I don't know that, you know, that crazy income, but it's it, not that you ever really get crazy income in this industry, but, uh, but no, it just, it was a hobby with our friends that ended up getting to the point where we kept getting pushed to give, give the stuff, you know, let other people see it. And so, uh, her and I both being in, you know, corporate jobs, uh, able to do certain types of things either graphically or website wise we just decided why not let's just do it this way and uh so yeah we uh we uh call it we called it we ended up calling it dice up games um and uh, we have a website that you know you've you've put in your show notes and go to diceupgames.com and basically if you go to the about us page we sort of lay out why we called it that and uh Basically, I, I, I'm sort of like really over analytical and I love gaming. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. My cousins got me into the West End games role playing uh, for uh, Star Wars and uh, it just went from there. And so I can't look at a game without dicing it up in my head and figuring out how the mechanics work and, and trying to toy tinker with it and hack it. And, and then my wife just wants to pick up a die and roll. She just doesn't want to doesn't want to wait she wants everybody at the table to start rolling dice and uh, playing. And so we just figured dice up worked for both of us. Yeah, it really. Yeah, I like. I really like that name. Whenever um, I met up with you on Twitter and stuff, and and found out that you had it, the name is really cool. It's really uh, kind of simple, and it's just yeah, a, a yeah. neat name. It just sort of worked out for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have a couple of hacks of lasers and feelings. Um, one is truth and daring, and then uh, the other one is what's the other one? Wits and wits and chivalry. Wits chivalry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, let's talk a little bit about those. Let's start with Truth and Daring. It's it's kind of a, I would say, would it, would you say Stranger Things inspired? Oh, definitely, yeah. Stranger Thing. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I think we're about the same age, you and I. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, Goonies kids. Uh, you know, things like Goonies, uh, uh, E.T., and then also things like Home Alone. You know, it's basically just any anywhere where the kids, the kids are the 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 smartest person in the room. You know, they they know what's going on, and the adults just can't seem to figure it out. And, uh, that was the the main thing, but uh, yeah, we we I, mean, I we put on the sheets like we we call them tribute hacks because uh, we you know lasers and feelings really when I when I stumbled upon it, it it changed the way our table started role playing, even playing other games that were more crunchy, we we uh, you know with lots of mechanics or whatever we we wanted to do more role playing and seeing how a lasers and feelings game worked with the bare minimum mechanics just brought out such a such a better feel at our table. And so, uh, being that I can't play a game without changing it in my head, I decided to do a couple tribute hacks. And Truth and Daring uh, was the first one, and followed really closely by Wits and Chivalry. But uh, Truth and Daring is sort of like the group of kids. Uh, you you come up with your with what kind of kid you are, what kind of what kind of clubhouse you have, and then what's going on in your town that that you guys have to you know have to have to face or or overcome. In, in this summer, in this summer, in the 1980s. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so what does it have? I know it has like tables that are like the um, like the tables on lasers of feelings for to, for generating story. Yeah. Yeah, I have all the images on the site in a way that it's like kind of mobile friendly. So you could you could have it on your phone. You can look at the things, and then if you want to print it, it's just a single page, um, same as the original Lasers and Feelings. Yep, I've printed it out and added it to my my book of micro RPGs. That one in the Wits and Chivalry. So I plan on running them one day. But yeah, it looks like you have all kinds of things from like criminals to magicians and monsters. So it really it goes from it can go from like criminals that. It, which kind of has like a home alone feeling, you know, yeah, just yeah. just kids versus just a normal everyday thing. Uh, that I'd probably think of that because we just watched Home Alone last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, that but, Goonies too had uh, had those people breaking out of prison, and that they were the main uh, antagonist. Yeah, and then you also have the the bigger, you know, well not bigger, but supernatural threats that that you build in there as well, which is really cool. Uh, I like the idea of dealing with like an evil magician. I think that'd be really interesting. Uh, do you have anything else about that one that you want to talk about, or do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Wits and Chivalry? Or oh yeah, I mean I'll, I'll talk about them for sure. Yeah, I, I, uh, we I, so I I made these really quick. Like I I didn't make them to give out to anybody beyond our table. Like I wanted to be able to play Lasers and Feelings with a couple different things, and mostly I wanted to challenge myself to see if I could do it. So I in a uh, gave myself like a time limit and you know that type of thing. So uh, in in truth and daring, I made it very fast. Didn't edit it. Didn't do anything to it at all. I just left it. And then I went on to Wits and Chivalry. Then I played games with my friends and stuff. And then I came back like a week later and looked at it again. And I didn't change anything. It was very bizarre. <laughs> uh, you know, everything else I've ever done, I've always... So Truth and Daring, I really, like, for some reason I like because, like, although it's probably got a bunch of, you know, everything has errors or things that could have been done better. But I didn't change anything on it afterwards. And um, one of the cool things about it was a, a couple people actually from France on Twitter, <laughs> once I put the game out there, uh, contacted me, these two people independently of each other, um, and asked to translate it. And, and since then, they, bo- uh, they both have, or, or sorry, they, uh, one of them, yeah, they both have. And then one person uh, did Wits and Chivalry as well. So there's actually French versions of these games out there, one of them on DriveThruRPG and another one on a, on a couple different posts and forums. And uh, I just thought that was so cool that because that, uh, I, I always thought of Truth and Daring, that, that sort of uh, genre, the kids on bikes kind of genre, uh, you know, I never thought of it past the, the classic American suburb story, you know. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that is was, interesting. Uh, so it was really neat, and you know, I, I'm looking forward to hearing how the how their games go with their game groups, and and actually, uh, f- uh, another thing about Truth and Daring is is uh, yesterday morning, you know, the Gauntlet the Gauntlet RPG podcast and Hangout Google Hangout group. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're, they're apparently, it's, I mean, I, I looked at them. They're they're pretty big out there, but the Gauntlet, unbeknownst to us, chose the game and played it yesterday morning, um, as part of their Saturday morning creep show. Uh, huh. Jason, Cord- Jason Cordova was the GM, and uh, so he's going to be posting that up on a, on YouTube, I think, on their YouTube channel, the the session. So I'm really excited to hear how that went, and uh, uh, that was just it's it's so neat how this community works, where you you make something for free for to play with your friends, you put it out there, and you get actual people interested in it. And you know, John Harper, uh, I sent him a thing saying like, you know, I. I I really love your stuff, and I, I made something, and I just don't want to put it out if it if it's wrong. <laughs> I know it has the Creative <laughs> Commons license, but I don't want to. I don't. I, you know, I want to make sure it looks right. And so I sent it to him, and he was super responsive. Uh, like same, you know, same same day responded saying it looked great, and then he retweeted it. So it was, you know, that that's fantastic. I mean, he, yeah, he, that's it's that's that's the coolest thing about this this uh, community of game designers. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's something I've noticed in my short time that I've been just doing the podcast is that it's a really good community that's really supportive of each other. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I love it. It's, just, it's, it's difficult to explain to other people who've never experienced tabletop role-playing like what it's all about. <laughs> and, and I think that po- the podcast explosion is, is like revolutionizing it, where people that otherwise never would have been exposed to it can be exposed to it in a way that doesn't take up four hours of their time not knowing how the mechanics work and everybody right. else having this inside joke, you know? <laughs> Well, that's not, yeah. I think the I think podcasts are really helping it because I imagine a lot of people are like me. You think of role playing, you think of Dungeons and Dragons. So you start hearing these podcasts, and you hear that's so much more than that. Um, that it's not this, not that I mean Dungeons and Dragons is great and it's done a lot, and I don't I don't begrudge it at all. It's not a game I enjoy playing that much because I I don't know I don't I'm not into as I, people know I'm not into rules heavy games as much but you have this you have all these games that don't have all these dice you have to roll and all these multiple sided die that you have to roll and you really get in and tell a story and i know that's feedback i've had is like from people that i've had on the show to play that's their first time playing they're like wow you know i didn't know that that this is what done that this is what role playing is yeah yeah no, I think I think it's great too that you know games like that because because I think there's 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 always going to be people who prefer crunchy, rules heavy games, um, you know they they like that kind of gamey feeling and and uh, I think it's great to be able to balance your your game group with both because you'll you'll end up benefiting from ro- the role playing you get from a lasers and feelings game. Uh, if you play it and then you go back to your D&D table and, you, and you're, you have the people, you know, yeah, sure, combat takes a long time and there's gridded movement, but you start having a little bit more style and flourish to your moves and, and you know, the in-between combat is more fun. And, you know, you listen to people like Adam Cobell or Jim McClure or James D'Amato doing their, their, you know, how they GM these sessions. And it's like, even if you're playing a heavy, crunchy game, you're still getting a lot of good story in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you have one other thing on, on Dice Up Games. The Dice Up game, the Dice is it Dice Up Pro Playing Game? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. Is, let's talk <laughs> just a little bit about that. Well, that's kind of what started the whole thing. Is is uh, uh, um, two two years ago, more than two years ago, uh, I was getting I was reunited with a large group of friends that uh, um, we all had uh, many hobbies in common back when we were in high school and, and, you know, I lost track of, not lost track, lost touch. I moved out of state and, you know, you get, you move out of state, you get married and all, you know, life happens. But over 10 years, over a decade later, we all reunited and we all immediately wanted to role play again. And one of my friends did a D and D fourth edition game. Uh, and it was so good. We love, everyone loved it because we, we were playing again. You know, we, we were gaming again. This is what we used to do and what we love, except we're smarter now. We're not idiots, you know? <laughs> we have more to bring to the table. Uh, we're still kind of idiots, but, you know, more to bring to the table. And, uh, and I was, I was said, okay, if you're, if you're running that, like a fantasy genre, I'll run a, D, a Star Wars game, you know, because Star Wars has always been my favorite and I started with Western games. But I looked at Fantasy Flight Games as, rule book or not the you know the, the how it was structured and i just didn't it, i didn't want it i didn't want to play it <laughs> and uh and not that i mean there's a, a lot of people you know it's probably a really good game i just between having a kid and a full-time job and all this stuff i you know i just didn't have a whole lot of time to learn and teach uh, that system so i designed one real fast and it 
it worked really well and the group really liked playing it. So we've been running a Star Wars campaign for like over two years. Uh, we've been running a historical, like historical fiction Vikings setting for a long time, like, almost the same amount of time. We've put it through uh, quite a few different things, uh, uh, settings, and it it's evolved over time. And it's kind of what we're going to put out there. We don't know how in what form yet, but um, basically what it is is a a rules light. Uh, role-playing system like you know like fate or uh you know those type you know um what do they call it basically like apocalypse world like it's an engine it's an oh engine. yeah like and powered you, by the apocalypse exactly yeah. exactly and but it's an engine that that what i what i was going for and what Kristen was and i were going for when we made it was how do you get people who really don't want to give up the d20 and really want it to have the same kind of feel it like how do you migrate a D player into storytelling light games and that was the focus and uh, and so that's basically what it does. And so we we um, we will eventually put it out. We had a pause because, um, and I'm not going to say too much about it because I don't, you know, it's in the early stages still. But uh, I was talking with a um, game designer who does board games, uh, fant- these fantastic board games. Uh, he has a series of them out uh, that are Viking themed. And because I had been playing our game for over a year, playtesting it, um, it just fit. And so I talked with him, and he was very open to the idea of doing having me use my system and design the game for his intellectual property of the of his viking setting and so dice up game i was going to put it out there for free and then all of a sudden this happened and i thought okay well before i do that let's actually get this thing going um but that that's that uh that's dice up rpg is basically just a a engine that you can then as a gm uh, place and place it in any setting so basically if you're playing D&D, and you really like it, and all of a sudden, you know, the show Vikings on the History Channel comes on, and your whole group likes that, and you're like, why can't we do this? And you're you're struggling as a GM trying to fit D&D rules into that setting, or vice versa. Don't. Don't do it at all. Just keep doing the same set, or same system, and just keep changing the setting. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. But I'll, I'll send you I'll send you some, some stuff at some point, and, and <laughs> just because you like rules like games, and I'll, I'll, if, you, if you don't mind, I'll get feedback from you, because... Uh, I, 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 it's something that our local game group has used. I've taken it to one convention and ran a samurai game, like a you know, an, a sam, you know, samurai shampoo, the the anime. Yeah. Um, basically, we ran that, um, and it it went really, really well. And so I I know it's got, you know, it's got there's something there for someone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely take a look at it. Always looking for new rose light systems. So. All right. Um, one more question, kind of about about you and Dice Up. Um, but you mentioned you and your wife Kristen do it. What's kind of the balance there of the team of y'all? Um, well, she's if if we're playing wits and chivalry, <laughs> she's the wits, <laughs> and I'm the chivalry. <laughs> uh, she. So we we make the joke that uh, we joke about Dice Up Games being a company because it's we you know we we think of it as a hobby really. But basically, she's the we call her the managing director, and I'm the creative director. But her job is to wrangle me in. Yeah. And so that's the that's a huge part of it. But also, if I'm getting too caught up in something from a design perspective, and I and I throw it at her, she makes real quick. She just min, like cuts right through it and gets right to like, okay, this is what you're trying to do. And so, Wits and Chivalry has a a very in, I really like it a very interesting mechanic. In fact, I love it. I think it's the best part of the game, where uh, when you when you when you play the game, you create your character, but you also create a companion. And when it's half the table has their turn as as knights going on their quest, while the other table is playing companions to them, and then vice versa. And so um, 
it, that that whole mechanic was was her, was Kristen. It was her idea, because I was trying, I was struggling trying to get that Monty Python feel where the there's a small cast of characters playing many many roles in different small scenes, and I couldn't quite get the mechanics around it because I was being too mathy about it. Is mathy a word? Oh, I think it's, I think it's a good enough. Uh, it's an idea, at least. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I was going at it from that perspective, and she just sort of cut right through it and was like, "No, this is how it's got to be." And it worked. It worked perfectly. It was flawless. So, I think our our balance right now, because she's she's actually pregnant right now, um, uh, our balance right now is she's uh, she's take, taken a slight step back from this uh, while I'm doing a little bit of the design or all the design stuff, and then we have like a scheduled time where I can sort of unload all of my design uh you know my brain dump and she can kind of help me cut right through it but she also is the the sort of the flame bearer uh making sure that we're constantly going as i say uh let's just take more time off or let's just do this we're this a little hard right now let's do this she's like nope no no we're doing this you're you're running more play tests schedule more schedule more <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah just kind of that that well like you said flame bearer that somebody keeps you on task that's awesome yeah she's also fantastic at the table I yeah. love role playing with her. It's a, it's such a fantastic thing to be able to like play games with your wife and I, we play games with my kid too and and uh, but just to be able to do that and like run a game, see her across the table and and this crazy thing that her character does and you're just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my well, wife who did that. I'm gonna have to invite her on the show for a session of something in the future. <laughs> oh yeah, she's yeah she's great. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned uh, your kid and we'll kind of transition kind of into a we had talked beforehand about being gaming dads and and i guess making that work and that's kind of that's part of the impetus of me starting this podcast was i've always wanted to be interested in, in role-playing games but i had no time and i was like well if i if i start a podcast and do it i'll kind of be forced into it and i'll i'll make that time but try to balance you know being a father and, and spending time with kids and still have time for gaming it, it's a tricky thing which i'm sure you know as well oh oh yeah yeah a hundred percent agree with you. It it and uh, uh, it's it's such a great thing to to bring to kids like because I think I I learned most of what I know about academics through role playing. I wouldn't read books, but if you gave me a source book, I would read that, and that had math and science and history and all kinds of stuff in it. So it's it's a, it's it's one of those things that you definitely want to give your kids. So it's like it's hard to find the time, but you got to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do a little bit with my son. Uh, we have no thank you, evil. We've done a couple with my oldest son, and my my youngest is four, so he's probably about to, about the right age now. But we've done some no thank you, evil, which he really enjoyed. And but a lot of it I use just like on car trips. Like we took a forty five minute car trip yesterday, and we just kind of role played a little bit. Basically, I was like, whenever you look at those woods, what do you think of? And then we kind of built an adventure, and he kind of we did we didn't do any dice rolling or anything, but. You know, he kind of took on the role of this adventurer going through these woods and fighting these things and just going back and forth on that. How did you like No Thank You Evil? I liked it a lot, yeah. Um, It's really cool. It's a really great system for Monty Cook games. Uh, It's simple. I mean, it it really – I think we played it – started playing it with him when he was about four, and he he handled it really well, and he just – he just jumped right into it. He wanted to do all these cool things, and it's basically just using one one die on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have a you do have a little companion on your back, like a backpack companion that goes with you. But that all the classes are built out, and it has the it has some pre pre built adventures in there that are really cool. Oh, but yeah, I would de- 
definitely suggest checking it out. Well, we it's, I'm actually just looking at my game shelf right now, and it's all I ha- we have it. We just haven't played it yet because I I opened up the box and I saw the kind of the part, and I I thought, okay, we're gonna definitely do this, but uh, but. Uh, at some point, he yeah he's he's four and I think he's ready for it. We we just role played uh, the other night. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, Kristen and I made a game real quick. Uh, this one most mostly I made because it was it was in a, a in a sort of in a vacuum. I didn't tell her I was doing it until I did, <laughs> until it was done. <laughs> and uh, but uh, uh, I made it. I printed it out, cut it out, and all that stuff. And we played it, and it was it's a little dungeon crawl and. And uh, he, I was so amazed at at what a four year old's brain can do. I mean, he he just put it together I, I didn't even explain the rules because i used visuals you know so there's like the little like a little heart three hearts on your thing is your life and all that stuff and and you have this many dice and it's pictures of dice and so he knew what to do and he just sort of put it together and he he did these weird things that i know as a gaming dad you can appreciate with when your kids do it where the monster is sitting in front of him and there's a monster in front of his mom's character and he chooses to go save her before he fights his yeah and we didn't tell him to do that, and then yeah. then they, they get the reward at the end, and it's a big pile of money, and he he splits it down the middle, and he he divides it up. It was just such a cool thing to watch him make these little <laughs> these little life choices in a in a in a little game, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. I, th- I think playing games, you know, you kind of see the personality, like a, a personality maybe you didn't know your kid had. It's kind of been the experience for me watching you know playing games with him. I see this personality comes out that I that I didn't know was there until he's. I guess had the right channel to to bring it out in. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Well, we'll have to get no thank you evil on our table. Yeah, I need to get it back to mine and and bring in my youngest on it and get him get all of them and my wife and and go through it. I think they'll have a blast, especially my youngest. He's such a such a character as he is. Oh, you got to record that. Yeah, I, that, I do plan on I do plan on doing that <laughs> at some point, recording a session of that with with all my family. So. Oh, that'd be fantastic. So, what what kind of games have you been interested in? Which is something I normally talk about on these from behind the screen episodes. Games I'm interested in. So I figured I'd bring you in on that conversation. See see if there's anything new you're into or anything old you're into that that you want to talk about. Oh well, I mean, I love I, see I, I I love games and I want I want to play them. But with the like you said, being gaming dads, we don't have a whole lot of time. And the players that want to play at our table typically want to play the games that we've already been playing. Uh, with those systems we've made. So at the moment, we don't really try a lot of new systems. We got to squeeze in lasers and feelings a couple times. That was great. And uh, and uh, But I, I'm, what I'm really interested in that I'd love to do at the table is uh, John Harper's Blades in the Dark. Um, I, I bought that book, and it looks fantastic. I've read through it. It looks fantastic, and I really want to play it. And then, uh, I mean, uh, Hannah Schaefer, uh, her... Um, oh, I'm spacing on it now. The... Uh, the save the man, damn the man, save the music. Oh yes, oh, yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, I want to <laughs> get that. Everything that she that she and her her group do is is something I I'd be interested in. Yeah, so what I I sort of like vicariously live through them, uh, the like the one shot uh, podcast and and uh, and your show where where I can listen to other people play them while I'm driving to work and then uh, uh you know because the once a week that we'll game with our table I probably won't play those games right now because we're we're so big we're, you know we're big we're we're making all this all these games and playing them but i just want to i i want to play more i want to play yeah more games. yeah me too I, I i need to get i don't even have like a local group because i don't even though i've had a few of them on the on the show i don't have people that i could i think i could say hey let's play this amount of time and so i'd like to build a because I, I do like campaign play on some things uh call of cthulhu is probably one of my favorite games i'd like i've always wanted to run massive nyarlathotep 
from that. And I know they're doing a new version of it coming out next year, but yeah, I want to, I want to do, I want to get more campaign play and in my, in my personal life. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. And you can break it up with the other, you know, to keep it from getting stale, break it up with other games, the one shots that you love, but it's all, it's, there's something so satisfying of building these, these, uh, uh, these long, long form stories and when, when like a year and a half later, you're in a group of people at a, at a you know, gather, gathering a party or celebration, and you hear people telling a story about something awesome that happened, only to find out that it was in a role-playing game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> they're, telling it, they're telling the story as, as if it was a real thing, with as much inflection and emotion and, and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting phenomenon, you know, that, that happens that... Uh, I said it earlier. It's hard. It's hard to tell people that that haven't done it and explain it to them. That's why I'm glad your show exists. Other yeah, can get to listen to it. Well, thank you about that. Um, I don't know what I've. It's been a busy week for me. Just real, you know, real life stuff. So I don't. I don't know. I haven't come across any new games. I bought a couple new games. Uh, the Ward from Magpie Games, which is just a medical docu kind of a medical drama game, kind of like Grey's Anatomy or something. But I haven't even got into the rules on it yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what games. I know I have games. I've been scheduling games like crazy. Just a little sneak peek. Um, I'm gonna. I'm sure everybody's saying that I'm gonna be running Bluebeard's Bride in a oh, couple yeah. of weeks, which I'm super nervous about. I don't know. That game scares me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just good. It seems intimidating for the GM side. Yeah, I just. I want to do it right. I want to do the game justice. So um, you'll be good. You'll be fine. I hope so, and it, it, I mean it's really going to be a a change for the channel going because everything's everything's kind of had a comedic flair to it. So this I don't see this having much comedy in it. That also adds a layer of nervousness on it. <laughs> uh, you won't need the laugh track though. No. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's slide into some recommendations that I usually touch on as well. Um, I'll let you go first since this is my show and I can kind of do what I want with it. So you can go first if you're, you have any the boss. <laughs> any any cool podcast you listen to, or I mean, you don't even have to limit it to tabletop stuff. It could be movies or shows, anything. Oh, I don't have time for any of that. It's all role playing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. There's a ton. I, I'm just scrolling through right now what I what I have queued up and everything and what I've been listening to. But like, uh, I think the one of the coolest ones that I'm really enjoying is Design Doc. Um, I. And, you just uh, took you just took mine. <laughs> oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's mine. From a from a design perspective, like for like as a person who's in the middle of ma- of making a game, to have two people that are so like being so honest about about the process and really just putting it all out there and not worrying how like no one out there is going to be like, well, that was a dumb idea. You know, like they're not worried. Not that they've had any. I apologize if they hear this and think that I think they have a dumb idea. <laughs> they've had fantastic ideas, but they're 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 really just sort of putting it all out there. And I, I think Design Doc is is going to be like one of my favorite podcasts up leading up to it. And then I'm going to, you know, when the game comes out, it's going to be so much more enjoyable to have gone through the process with them. So it's a really neat format. Uh, and I have to, I have to say, because it's like my favorite thing to listen to, and I get excited when it comes on, it, because it's a campaign style. Is Neo Scum? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I started. I need to get back into it. I started listening to it, and then I don't know. I guess I found something else. I probably was researching a game and fell into another podcast. But man, I, I just, I love Mike McDowell so much. Oh, Anytime yeah. he's on the One Shot podcast, like, uh, yeah. So whenever I knew that he was doing that, I, I, I subscribed to it and listened to a couple episodes and really enjoyed it. 
but then just you know, fell off because I was yeah. researching. So well, yeah, there's a, and there's a ton of podcasts, uh, you know, of different of different style and you know everything. And I th- I think that uh, what what they do is fantastic because there's nothing in my life that's ever made me want to even consider playing Shadowrun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've read the rulebook. I don't want to play it. But then they <laughs> then they put that out there. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. It doesn't. It, it could still be cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but again, Redu, as I mean, he's just a fantastic GM. He can he can riff off the players, and then the uh, the editing has gotten so much better with the the music they're adding, and the I think that's Casey Tony's uh, the edit are doing the editing. But whoever, yeah, they're just fantastic. I I, I will you know uh, couldn't couldn't say better things. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously one shot the one shot network, uh, and then one that I just came across that I really like is called uh, Big Gay Nerds. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I'll have to uh, write LGBT, that down. LGBT cast and and uh, they, they I don't they're still putting stuff out, but they did a Blades in the Dark because when I was looking at Blades in the Dark and reading it, I wanted to listen to an actual play, so I queued up a couple, and uh, theirs theirs was really good. And they they're also I'm listening to their fifth edition D and D one, and it's fantastic. But I think I think they're 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 fun to listen to. Yeah, I wanted to check that one out. I hadn't heard of that one. So. And I've been, you know, I've been interested in the Blades in the Dark uh, book. I know just a little. I'm not a whole lot about it, but it's got a really cool cover and uh, from really cool people. So yeah, I yeah. Definitely have to check that out. Yeah, I, every time I read it, I just all I want to do is play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they did something right. <laughs> but yeah, Design Doc, I'm really into right now. Which it's only got what four episodes, I think, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but it, the last one yet. I have it. I have it ready for my drive uh, on uh, tomorrow. If I'm a fanboy, a real big fanboy of anybody in this in the industry, it is Hannah Schaefer. Like I want, I just want everything that 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 she puts out. Uh, yeah. Just I, from 14 days, I have that. Just reading through it, it's just I don't know. There's something really interesting about her designs. And what, what I mean, and I'm sure she partners with other people, but I just she's one of my favorite people out there in the industry right now. So yeah. Um, let's see. I'm I'm going to do what you did. I'm just going to scroll through and see. But the, this, I have a terrible memory, so I'm probably really about to mention something I already have. But um, I don't think I've actually ever mentioned How We Roll podcast. Have you ever listened to that? How We Roll? Yeah, I think. Hold on. Let me. They this do. Is, a, yeah, I'm scroll down. I have it on my list. <laughs> yes. They do a lot of Call of Cthulhu, which is what I, how I found it, because I was always looking for Call of Cthulhu actual plays. Um, and they're it's kind of like one shot, but they do more um, episodic play with a lot of their stories linked to each other, but I know they did a five E campaign, but it's really funny, really funny stuff. Uh, really, really top notch production values as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 when you said it, I knew, I knew exactly what it was, but I was curious whether I had it. And yeah, it's right here. I've, I've subscribed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've, I've got a bunch of like Ken and Robin talk about stuff. I need to listen to as well, but I'm sure anybody who listens to this knows about that podcast. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have any other recommendations of stuff. Uh, everything you mentioned are, is stuff that I listen to, and, and the design docs all the only new one I've picked up recently. But I'm definitely going to look into Big Gay Nerds because that sounds great. Um, yeah, no, they they were. I, I really enjoy what I listen to so far. Do you think we can we can combine our efforts right now and put it out on the airwaves somehow to to get Jim McClure to uh to to get t- t- talking tabletop back? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it needs to come back. I, put the vibes out there. <laughs> yeah, Jim. Jim is one of my favorite people. I think he. I, I say Jim like I know him. I don't. I've never talked to him except like a couple times on Twitter. Uh, I think Jim McClure is just great. I think he has a great way of telling stories. Um, and I think, and I've told him this. I think the actual play of 
of L5R that he did on one shot is probably the best actual play I've ever heard in my life. And I've listened to so many of them. So yeah. that that's that's a pretty, I mean, coming from me, who's no one, that's a pretty high honor for me that, that I find it. And the thing is, is when I started listening to it, I was like, oh, man, I really want the comedy to come back, you know, because that's what one shot is. It's a bunch of improv guys. But by just barely into the first episode, just Jim's GM style and everything. I was so sucked in that I had to have more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got really, I mean, I, I loved listening to how he, he has a really good interview style on his show. And, uh, but the, the, when he started doing his satanic panic game at first, I, I, I was like, Oh, well, I, it's kind of a break from, and I, I want to hear more of the interviews, but I started listening. I got hooked instantly. I'm like, this game, this game has to be played. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hate that I missed that Kickstarter. I just now reached those episodes. I probably listened to about half of them. Yeah, and it's so cool. It's so just so such an interesting game. It is, it is, and he that wheel he created was just. I mean, just as from a mechanical like standpoint, and uh, it is just it, it just it it's so logical. It's like it's like um it, this like it's like elegant and <laughs> simple it, it is, and it flows and, and really supports the uh, you know the setting. Yeah. Well, hopefully our, our talking just manifest more episodes of Talking Tabletop. <laughs> Please, Jim. We need it. We need it in this world. <laughs> All right. With that, I guess, I guess I've really said everything I need to say today. So I'm going to slide us right on into closing. Uh, Tim, just anything you want to say about yourself? Anything you got going on? Anything coming up in the future? Twitter handle? Anything you want? Let it Lay it on us. Oh, cool. Okay, well, I, I've practiced this since since the Lasers and Feelings episode. Since I, that was the first time I've had to say any of this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you can you can find us at Dice Up Games, so diceupgames.com, dot uh, com, or uh, on Twitter we have at Dice Up Games, or you can contact me directly. I'm somewhat active on it, I guess. Uh, GM Tim D, uh, and that's twitter and then we're also on facebook with all the same stuff basically just dice up games is is we're we're kind of spreading out and then uh because i have to give a, a shout out to my buddy dave uh dave west who uh he he really wanted to start recording our episodes uh, of our episodes of our actual plays and he he put this all together himself and he edited it and although it's not it doesn't have like the intros and outros of of the uh you know of shows like this um it, he you know he did great work and and we we think they're hilarious and probably only we think they're hilarious uh but he put the site up he asked you know so i, I want to give him credit for that and give the site out <laughs> it's a www.drm.podbean.com i think i said that right www.drm.podbean.com and the wwdrm is we called it wait wait don't roll me <laughs> As a, as a as a nod to the NPR show, um, but but it's we're we're saying wait wait don't roll me it's it's the actual play tabletop RPG that podcast that you definitely shouldn't listen to. <laughs> it cracks me up. But we have a we did a we did a game of wits and chivalry. It's our hack of lasers and feelings. It's the it's the you know Monty Python and the Holy Grail style uh, comedy, and uh, we 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 have that there. We also have uh, a game. Actually, I think maybe you might you might enjoy it, Kent. It's a it's a, a kind of a horror suspense game that that uh, that I made and that I'm going to be refining with Dave and a, another friend of ours, uh, Andrew. Uh, it's called a Rising Chaos or Ark, 
and it's a um, a very very rules light game. That's uh, as as things happen, as players' actions happen, the chaos level of the game tick up from the GM's screen, and, and new things are introduced. But it's meant to mirror suspense sci-fi movies like Alien and uh, Prometheus and uh, those types of things. So, um, but we have a an actual play of that. Uh, the very first playtest that we played two days after I designed the game. So there's probably some stuff wrong with it. And then uh, we're also going to have an episode of Truth and Daring that we're going to post on there. So that's it. That's that's my thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, that that uh, horror game sounds really cool. Got Definitely got some keywords in there I like, like Aliens and Prometheus. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that was what inspired it. So. Awesome. That sounds really cool. I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, I will link to it in the show notes as well to make it easy for everybody to find it as I do everything. Or I think I do everything. Who knows? Maybe I missed stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, we're over on Google Plus. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We, I was lucky enough to get Road to, Road to Play on everything without having to fight for it. So that's a fantastic name. I know. I, I couldn't believe so that it was. Uh, I couldn't believe that it was just sitting there, not used any anywhere. So it was waiting for you. I know. As, as if it was meant to be. So yeah, I will let in, uh, outro Kent tell you about all that stuff more specifically. Uh, thank you, Tim, so much for coming on here and chatting with me today. It definitely made this from behind the screen episode a lot easier to record having someone to, to talk to. So. Oh man, thank you so much for having me back. It was great playing the game and great talking with you. And gaming dads gotta gotta stick together, you know. <laughs> gaming dads got a game. So. <laughs> all right, with that. Um, Hey, for the first time ever, uh, next week, I don't know what we're playing. I have a game scheduled for this weekend, but I haven't settled on what it's going to be. So let's see how that turns out. But there will definitely be an episode next weekend. Don't worry. Or next week. Don't worry about that. I just don't know what it'll be yet. So watch Twitter and Facebook to see what it is. But with that, just remember to have fun and row to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Row2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Row2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Row2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Row2PlayPodcast at gmail.com If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash tritachion.